Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. This is the life study of Exodus, but we're going to spend the entire program today in the Psalms, mostly in Psalm 119, where the writer, the psalmist, speaks about the law, but he does it almost as if the law were a person. It's full of love and intimacy, really a sense that this is someone who is a real seeker. Witness Lee says at the beginning of the message that to get into the heart of this psalm, we need the background of what we've seen in the past few programs. Can you give us a quick summary? I think I could, Chris. Maybe we'll summarize with four basic points. Number one, the law is a testimony of who God is and what he's like. Secondly, the law came with the very infusion of God. That means When you genuinely open to the Lord and his speaking, even through the law, what you'll get is his infusion, which enables you to live out his commandments. Number three, the law is really the Lord's engagement papers with his people. When you get into the essence of the law, you see this is a love affair, and you see how jealous the Lord is over us to be engaged to us, even to make us his bride and his counterpart in the most intimate way. Then the fourth point is this, which brings us into today's message, and that is that the keeping of the law is really a matter of loving the Lord and being one with him. If you attempt to keep the law without loving the Lord, seeking the Lord, and being one with the Lord, the law will become a curse to you. But if you seek to keep the law by loving the Lord, seeking the Lord, and being one with him, you will be a person who is crazy in love with the Lord, and you will be a shining person. You'll be brought into God's desire. What is that? His desire is that we be his expression. We'll shine with him because we're infused with him through his speaking in the law. As we read the word, the best thing to do is say, Lord Jesus, I still love you. Infuse me. Dick, a lot of times we come to the Psalms, many people love the Psalms, and see, oh, little vignettes that give us principles to live by. But today we want to see it through the eyes of this psalmist who is in a deep and intimate love affair with his God. And he approaches the Word and the law, even in his Word, as if approaching this one whom he loves. This is the key to today's message. Let's join Witness Lee. You must 
realized this psalm was written by David, not according to theology. It's altogether according to his experience, his enjoyment of the law. Every psalm in the Psalms is an aspiration. It is not a psalm or any kind of doctrine. It is a kind of aspiration of the psalmist to express from within their hunger, thirst, or desire. So, Psalm 119 is not a doctrine. No, it talks a lot about the law, but it doesn't talk about the doctrine of the law. Rather, it talks about the experience, the enjoyment of the one who had so much dealing with the law. They first say, sought God. They were God seekers. It is in the Bible. Verse 2 speaks about this in a strong way. I'd like to read to you. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. This is the law. And that seek him with the whole heart. So you can see to seek God is related to the keeping of the law. If you don't have a heart to seek after God, yet you want to keep the law, you can't make it. If we lack to walk according to the law, firstly, we must have a whole heart to seek God. We must be a seeker of God with our whole heart. Then, loving and remembering his name. You read these two verses, you could see when the psalmist wrote these two verses, how sweet his heart should be. I love your name. And even the night, I remembered your name. The remembrance of the Lord's name was in the night. Verse 55. In the night, I remembered your name. This means when he woke up in the night, probably he couldn't sleep well. Then by that time, he remembered the Lord's name. I hope that when you wake up, you only have one remembrance. That is the sweet, the precious name of the Lord. No need to say in the New Testament. Even in the Old Testament, the Old Testament saints, they loved the Lord to such an extent. Love his name and to remember his name in the night. The psalmist here, one who desired to keep the law, possessed such a seeking heart. What does it mean to be a seeker? To be a seeker means we must keep the law by seeking the Lord with our entire being. 
seek the Lord with our whole heart. In other words, we're not here for things, places, doctrines, theology, or other matters, but we're here exclusively for this person. The psalmists were those who really sought the Lord himself with their whole heart. This is not a section on doctrine and theology. This is a section on experience and enjoyment. And as you touch the psalmist's spirit, you realize they were filled with aspiration. What aspiration? Just to have a bunch of head knowledge? Just to know a bunch of theology? No, their aspiration was to know the Lord, love the Lord, and be absolutely one with him, and he would be everything to them. It also tells us here that the psalmist was seeking the Lord even by seeking the Lord's name to the point where when he would wake up in the nighttime, the only name that he would have would be the name of the Lord. That is a real inspiration for us. May we all seek the Lord to this point. When you wake up in the middle of the night, the only name you have is the name of the Lord. The only person you have is this wonderful one. So a real seeker is somebody seeking this dear person with all their heart in love. May we be those who seek the Lord with our whole heart and our whole being. As I was listening to this message, I got stirred up to go back and read this psalm, all 176 verses, which we didn't take the time to do on the air today for obvious reasons. But the psalmist so clearly identified the law with the person behind it. Whenever we see the law in a different context, in any way separated from God, then it becomes altogether different to us, doesn't it, Dick? It really does. And I love the second half of verse 2, where it says, the law of the Lord, indicating that the law really is the Lord, and the law should bring us to the Lord. And like you said, these 176 verses just bring you to the person. If you read the whole psalm, you realize, I'm not impressed with letters. I'm impressed with a wonderful person. Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. Then entreating God's countenance, you can read Psalm 105, verse 4. Seek God's face all the time. There you say. Then you could take down Psalm 42, 5. It says, grant me the help of your content. I seek the help of your countenance, Lord. Lord, grant me the help of your countenance. It's kind of intimate seeking. Then following this, asking for his face to shine upon them. And this word was used the first time in Numbers 6, when the priests were charged by God to give a blessing to God's people. There you have three items. Those three items refer to the Trinity. The Father's blessing, the Son's blessing, and the Spirit's blessing. And the middle blessing is the shining of the face upon God's people. That's Christ. In Psalm 80, just at one Psalm, you have verses 3, 7, and 19. It repeated three times, shine upon us by your face. Make your faith to shine upon us. 
This is an object to try to keep them out according to letters. This is to love the law by seeking God in an intimate way. And this psalmist was so intimately seeking God. Even he asked that God would make his face to shine upon the psalmist. Second Corinthians chapter 4 says, The one who shines in the darkness has shone in us, and the light is on the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, we do have a face shine upon us. And that's the face of the Lord Jesus. He has a face shining upon us all the day. If you seek the Lord in such an intimate way, all the day you will have the sense that the Lord's face is shining upon you. Then, walking in the presence of the Lord. In Psalm 90, verse 1. Let's read. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. All the old seekers of God, they dwelt in God. They had the best house. Well, if you would spend some time to study Psalms like this, you could see all the old husband seekers of God when they appreciated and enjoyed the law, they became really one with God. They became really one with God. Not only they walked in the presence of God, even they dwelt, they got themselves settled in God. The picture related to the ones loving the Lord to such an extent that they fully desired to walk in the law of God is very striking. I'm taken with a couple of things here. First, they had a deep realization that without the Lord's shining face, without his sweet presence, there was no way they could keep his laws. And second, they had a strong desire even to dwell in him. What are your thoughts about these two things? My thought is this, Chris. The psalmist was somebody who loved the law by seeking the Lord in the most intimate way. And you can see from the book of Numbers, perhaps the greatest blessing that we could ever enjoy from the Lord is the shining of the Lord's face. In number six, it makes it clear that God in his Trinity shines in the face of his son, Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians also mentions this, that we as believers are people who enjoy God himself through the shining of the face of his Son. So it's a real blessing to receive God's shining in Christ. So the shining of God's face, which is just Christ himself, is a tremendous blessing. Their desire for the shining of God's face, which is really just Christ, indicates they were not looking for letters. They were not just letter keepers or letter seekers. They were God seekers and God lovers. Now, regarding the second question you asked, their desire to dwell in the Lord. That is really spelled out clearly in Psalm 90, verse 1. There it says, 
Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Chris, I live in an area where not far from me I can take a walk and I see homes that are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty million dollars. Sometimes when I'm walking or jogging, I get a little distracted. And, oh, that's a nice place. But eventually, you know what happens to me? I get brought back to this wonderful one, and I just cry out again, Lord, you've been my dwelling place throughout all generations. You are home, sweet home. And in you alone do I want to be settled. All these other places are going to burn, but you're eternal. I love you, dwelling place. So the psalmists were those who sought the Lord's blessing by seeking the shining of his face and even desiring to dwell in him to the extent that their only settlement on this earth is in the Lord himself. I tell you, this wonderful Lord is home sweet home, and Chris, even while we're on this broadcast, we're at home. May all of you who are listening be a seeker of the Lord, opening your heart to him, saying, Lord, I desire your dear, sweet presence, the shining of your face, and I want to be wrapped up in you to the extent that the only place I'm at home is in you. Dick, we're going to touch a portion in this next section that I know is a favorite of yours and mine as well. Let's go to Witness Lee. Among the 176 verses, you have at least 37 verses that say the law is considered by the psalmist, the word of God. The strange thing is this, the psalmist didn't say so clearly, Lord, I love your law. But it says, I love your word. They consider the law the living word of God. This makes a lot of difference. The Bible is the word of God. That's right. But today, if you only take the printed page of the Bible without contacting the Lord directly, this is a dead book. This book becomes letters. These were letters used by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, which he used to say, the letter kills. Then he says, the Spirit gives life. When you bring this written word, with you to come to contact God in your spirit. This word becomes God's breath. Without God contacted by you, the Bible just becomes a dead letter. But if you would bring this word to God and contact him through the word, this word right away becomes the living breath. You must bring these to the source. That's God himself. Then, tasting it. How sweet is your word. Sweeter than honey to my taste. This is kind of enjoyment. They enjoyed the word of God, but the psalmist didn't say, how sweet is your love. But it says, how sweet is your word. There is some difference. If you realize that the law is just a commandment of God, probably there's no sweet enjoyment. When you realize that the law is the word of God, 
then you take it as God breathing, as God nourishment, as God's life supply. Then you have the sweet taste. It is not a kind of commandment. It is not a kind of regulation. It is a kind of enjoyment. It's a kind of a supply. It's a kind of drink. It's a kind of food that can be tasted, like honey. So you can see the old husband seekers of God, they did enjoy the law as the word of God. So in Psalm 119, you could see all these marvelous, wonderful, exciting expressions based upon the wonderful experience and enjoyment of the Old Testament secret of God in God's Word. The psalmist in Psalm 119 had another profound realization, and that was that the law was really God's Word. That means it's His breath, something of His essence. How do we, as Christians today, discover the Word in the same way, rather than just as a collection of laws and regulations and principles to live by? We discover that the Word is the breath of God by learning to exercise the depth of our being, that is, our spirit, and to pray from the depths of our being over the Lord's Word. The best thing to do is to take God's Word and to pray with His Word, pray over His Word, and even pray about His Word. You'll discover that the Word is not just outward black and white letters, but inside the written Word is Christ, who is the living Word. We want to touch this one. We want to experience this one, and we want to enjoy this one by exercising our spirit to pray over the Word, about the Word, and with the Word. Then the Word will really become life to us. And what's life? Breath, food, drink, supply, joy, strength, everything to us. Christ will really become our portion if we practice to exercise our spirit to pray over God's Word. Like you mentioned, the Word of God is God's breath. I know some of you who are listening have begun to appreciate this matter, that God's Word is His breath. And I can tell from your calls that you're enjoying life. We hope that everyone who's listening will learn not to take God's Word just in a way of letter or in a way of theology, but to pray over God's Word and with God's Word, exercising your spirit to call on the Lord's name and open your being to Him, then God's Word will become breath to you, life to you, food to you, joy to you. Jeremiah said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and they became the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So we must see from this section of the Word that God desires us to take Him in as the very breath of life. You know, Chris, there's a word that our brother Lee coined. It's called pray reading. The best way to take God's Word is to pray, read His Word. We not only read, but we pray. When you pray with your reading, God's Word becomes very living, and we enjoy His Word as breath, the breath of life. My wife and I, with another couple, the first time we practiced to just pray, read over the Bible. You know what we did? We just took a Bible, closed our eyes, and opened it. We didn't know where it was going to open to. Then we opened our eyes. You know what it was on? It was on Proverbs 30, I think verses 26 through 30. 
There are four small things on the earth, but they're exceedingly wise. Then it talks about the ants, the conies, the badgers, and the spiders. Now, normally you'd think, these are not good verses to really pray over. But I have to tell you, the more we prayed and read those verses and called on the Lord's name, we were supplied with Christ through reading verses and praying over them about these four small things. The result was we were so full of joy. So we encourage all of you, as you're listening, practice to pray while you read over God's Word. Then you'll enjoy God's Word as the very breath of life. Dick, this is the breath of God. Every word is God-breathed. Amen. Please call us. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send your email to radio at lsm.org. Today for Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.